One. Hey, follow me on the Wait. daily objective, will you? I don't think you follow me. Does the daily objective Three, follow me or is it just the Ayn Rand Center? Two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the daily objective. And we have uh, quite a show for you today. We're going to be talking about the Google, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a spaz out. Is that, a, is that an acceptable term? The Google um, hiatus? Google went away for an hour. Now, I'm in California. I, I slept through it. Uh, somehow, all the earthquakes and all the uh, malfunctions in the world seem to take place while, I'll, while I am comfortably asleep. But the rest of the world had to deal with something, you know, potentially traumatic, a potentially financially disastrous. I mean, all types of things um, could go wrong when Google disappears. Before we get started, I just want to let you know, we've got an event coming up here today um, on this very channel coming up in about in an hour from now. Um, at the bottom of this hour, we've got very special event. Douglas Murray, the acclaimed uh, esteemed public intellectual is going to be having a discussion with the objectivist Craig Biddle. So that should be very interesting. They're going to be talking about morality and the good. And it's going to be facilitated by Gloria Alvarez, who you know from this channel, she's a very um, acclaimed economic liberty spokesperson and her exploration of objectivism has also uh, been very public. So we're going to see her uh, sort of facilitate, facilitate a discussion between these two people. I'm definitely looking forward. So make sure you catch that. And also remember, we got a super chat now. So ooh, cough up that money. You know you want to. Anyway, let's Talk about what took place. Google disappeared for an hour or something like that. Um, if, I, if you would have ever told me in the past, you know, if you would have told past generations, one day there's going to be the most powerful, one of the most powerful entities, economically powerful entities on the planet, and it's going to be called Google. And not only that, but then you told them, and it's also one of the most vilified, feared, and hated entities in the world, and it's called Google. Google sounds like the sound a baby makes when its verbal skills are still utterly animalistic. That's who we're all afraid of. I don't think there's any reason to fear anything called Google, but we should certainly appreciate uh, the value that Google has given us. And I think it, this, its disappearance for an hour, it might make some of the other search engines uh, happy for, the for that time. But actually, it probably doesn't because the world they want to live in is a world where websites that big don't just suddenly disappear for an hour and by the way google is much more than a search engine it's an advertising sort of uh facility infrastructure it's it's got you got google hangouts you got google um i don't know there's probably google original series in the works there's probably i mean there's probably um yeah i guess original series is about as uh, cool as it can get there's all types of things basically everything google touches turns to gold other than Google Hangouts, obviously. And if I had to guess, when you actually dig deep into it, maybe Google Hangouts was actually a remarkable success story, you know? Like, you, you hear about these things, like MySpace was actually worth billions of dollars years after any, anyone we know was using it. Like, maybe for all we know, Google Hangouts was a remarkable success. But I do know the Google Glasses never went anywhere. Anyway, um, we, we have uh, three seconds left of the show now that my monologue is done. So let's bring on our co-host. This is a guy who, um, you know, he works in what they call old media. And with the emergence of new media, it's interesting to see what he might have to say about Google shutting down for an hour because we're all new media now. Please welcome Mark Pellegrino.
<laughs> What's up, man? Not much. Go ahead. What, what do you well, think? I mean, I mean, I mean, luckily for me, I didn't know that it shut down for an hour. So my life was absolutely not affected by it. I'd like to know when this shutdown happened exactly. What, what time did it happen? Relative to us, we're, we're California boys, right? So. Yeah, good question. I mean, uh, since Nikos isn't here, we're, we're going to be uh, have minimal facts and figures in front of us since Jonathan's not here. But we do have a sort of an abstract perspective on this that like why do you know why is it people not only take for granted something that they use constantly such as google but they resent it they resent it um so definitely you're seeing a lot of this on the right you know i say maybe traditionally in in past decades you saw the left the sort of vocal socialist anti-corporate left um being most hostile to what you know so-called big business but, uh, you know, as often happens, like leftist, a lot of leftists sort of drift over to the right. And then next thing you know, the, the new right is like yesterday's leftists. And that's a lot of what we see on the right. There, a lot of them are like the, the anti-war Occupy Wall Street Walls, I 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 That was most interesting. I walk, I walk, I walk, <laughs> this happened to me once during a play where I started laughing and I couldn't stop. Um, it was a play called 9-11 with, uh, with Scotty Kahn and we both started laughing and couldn't stop. You know, it's weird. I think, I think uh, I'll just talk uh, uh, until, until Rucka comes back on or I'll try to at least. I think, uh, I think people confuse uh, power and, and, political and economic power so so that when a company satisfies your needs as as efficiently as a company like Google does uh, you, you become dependent on that need in a way or you feel like you're dependent on an, on that need and and the people who are dependent on it or or feel like it's the same thing as as a political force in their life it has it has the it has the power to knock out everything else do you are you coming back uh, Rucka, <laughs> are you okay? Are you there? Anyway, it has the, and I'll, I'll just keep talking. I think you're here now. All right. So I think this confusion over, over economic power and political power is, is what causes a, a, a great deal of- Jack. Are you here? You hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? But you sound. I don't hear so, anything, and it's your microphone doesn't sound like it's on either. Uh. Hey, you hear me? We hear you. Okay, cool. Now I hear you too. Let me know if you're hearing an echo or anything like that. I, I hear uh, an echo. I hear an echo. It's like your microphone isn't working. 
I got to tell you, Rucka, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. It looks like we're experiencing. Um, mm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to continue. So I think I think people sort of equate the 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 dependency that they find themselves uh, acquiring when a good product comes out with the dependency that the the political class uh, makes uh, when they take over your life, uh, and and they're they're just completely different aspirations and completely different evaluations. Um, I'm sorry. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to continue or or uh, or talk when I hear all of that. So I think Rucka should Rucka should probably sign on accurately. Or Razi, you can get in here. Well, we are definitely concretizing the uh, what we're talking about here with. Life Indeed. without big tech. Life without big tech means life without Rucka. And uh, yeah, that sounds, that doesn't sound like a great life. So hopefully he'll be back here soon. Um, but yeah, we, we are experiencing what we are talking about. Although Zoom is still working for, for the rest of us, whereas Google, uh, you, yeah, you were asleep because it was the middle of the night in California, but Google was down and YouTube was down and, and there was, you know, there was no way to access email. And so, and so in the UK, you were experiencing uh, all of that bottlenecking of need and, and stuff that happens when, when, when uh, information platforms like that get shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think of the, what do you think of the idea that, um, that this sort of, this sort of hatred for big business comes from this concept of, equivalence of economic and political power so that people people don't understand that supplying a need is different from what the government does when it takes over your life and creates dependency yeah it's definitely that because people and, and i think it's worse because people uh, are not that much against political power and they're very much against economic power they they definitely conflate them and and replace them uh in a way um so, but with economic power, you actually get to, to vote, to vote, vote that, that matters. So when people have a problem with Google, they can vote against Google by not using their services at all. And uh, we, we all experience what that, what that kind of life would be like for about an hour. And yeah, par paradoxically, it's true. People, people, unfortunately, have more trust in their vote than they do in their pocketbook. And their pocketbook is the most powerful vote that they have. And yeah, I think we take we 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 forget the tremendous advantages that these information platforms give us. All of the time that they save, um, that that we now can allocate to something far more important, right? We we forget that so much time uh, throughout history, so much of the human life was spent in mere subsistence, and now 
almost all of that can be delegated to other people through these social media platforms. And you can focus solely on what you want. Isn't this sort of the collectivist Marxist ideal where you can do and be what you want on any day of the week? Well, we actually have that capacity now with, with, these, with these media platforms that connect us to information, connect us to products and, and make things cheap and accessible and immediate. So we don't have to spend a lot of time. I mean, think about how much, how little time you now have to spend going Christmas shopping. Something that might have might have been a, a a four or five day endeavor, running around from shops, fighting crowds. Now, with just a little click of your mouse, you're you're buying everything you want to come straight to your door, and you can now spend that time instead of driving to and from places all over the place. You can now spend that time doing things that you really want to do, whatever that is. I mean, that sounds like a boon. That sounds like a great thing to me. And, and yet we think it's a curse. And it's not Absolutely. just a little... All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Rosie, please, well, let's hear it. I was going to say, it's not just the things that, that are much easier. It's also the things that, couldn't, that weren't possible a few <laughs> decades ago, like this, you know, us speaking from different corners of the world. And, and we, we really see how important it is when Google goes down for an hour or when... Rucka's uh, stuff there, you know, doesn't work and we, we, I have to jump in, but uh, yeah, that's what I have to say. I'm now going to jump out and let you guys continue. Thank, thank you, you for stepping. Thank you for stepping to the occasion, Rozzy. Am I being heard? I need to know that I'm yes, heard. You are okay. heard. Okay. So, so how ironic that was. Maybe that's why you were laughing when uh, we're talking about Google disappears and suddenly we realize how much we need Google and then Zoom fails. I think that was a Zoom problem more than it was uh, my infrastructure. But uh, I, in think, any case, I think I think it was a, I think it was a CCP problem. I think they were coming after you, Rucka. Finally, I mean that what, nothing would surprise me at this point. But um, I think um, you know what I'm reminded of is uh, there was a show on HBO called The Ali G Show, which uh, really really inspired me as as a lad when I was a teenager. It was originally from England. It was a groundbreaking thing there around 97, 98. They brought it to America, smashing success. And of course, we know Borat was an offshoot of that. And there was uh, Ali G, he, Sasha Baron Cohen used to interview experts in various fields. He would get like a group of experts and ask them absurd questions and just see like at what point they just kind of can't, like suspend their disbelief or how long they'll suspend their disbelief. He, he had a group of scientists. It was like one like legitimate scientist, one like creationist, a couple other specialized scientists. And Ali G introduces the group discussion by, by going, science, what is it all about? Technology, what is that all about? Is it good or is it whack? He's got this mate, we call him Rainbow Jeremy. And he lives with, no, he don't use no technology. He just chill at home, he smoke his own homegrown and catch this, he ain't, he ain't got a telly. And then one of the scientists answers him, well, but he lives in a house though. And that house is a product of technology. And Ali G goes, no, no, he ain't got no technology. You can look up at, at, at his website. He ain't got no technology. And they're, <laughs> they're all like, well, they're like, oh, come on. They're trying to explain to him that like all, everything we see around us that is not just metaphysically given you know, by sort of osmosis or, or by um, the uh, sort of uh, ca causal events of inanimate matter, everything that human beings have developed had to be 
someone had to focus and bring it into existence, had to reorganize the elements to bring it about. And uh, we tend to take, I mean, we tend to take it for granted, you know, day to day, obviously, but it's what's troubling is when it's explicitly taken for granted and explicitly then even denounced. And I think what we're seeing on the right more than anywhere right now is this romanticizing of life before the industrial revolution. So they, they, they think life was better on the farm back when families were, were close knit. Now, I think a lot of the impression they get comes from maybe movie depictions of life on the farm. Maybe those movies and books don't show you, you know, the, that birth, the mortality rate of the newborn. It doesn't show you uh, the, the utter lack of options available to a person growing up in that environment. And, um, how much better life got when the industrial revolution came about, which is why people left the farm. Nobody forced them to leave the farm. And then, of course, the Internet, you know, um, revolution, I guess we'll call it, when Bill Gates and others like him took this technology and put it in everyone's home the way that Henry Ford put a car in every garage. Life got a lot better. And so you, you, you and Rosie were talking about how much easier it is to go Christmas shopping there. Of course, just the idea of Christmas shopping is a very modern phenomenon. It's a sign of prosperity if ever there was one. But also, especially during the pandemic, we can appreciate that we don't need to go stand in a store. Imagine the Christmas lines when everyone needs to be socially distant and uh, just the amount of time and of course, money-wise, who would be able to afford just, I mean, life has got, life is so much better thanks to these um, Silicon Valley uh, developments and, and inventions and, uh, and, you know, the, the trading that we do with these companies. But, um, but I was, I was, I was suggesting as, as, as the internet went down for us <laughs> and I, I couldn't stop laughing. I was suggesting that we, we, we confuse economic and political power so that we, we confuse dependence uh, on a, on a service, a service that answers a need with control over our lives. Um, and it's, it's a rather odd uh, orientation, don't you think? I mean, you, you depend on a new technology because it answers so many of the questions that you have. It, it, it facilitates so many of the needs that you have. And you then say that is controlling you as opposed to it facilitating your own life. Um, you can say that about almost the most simple technology on the planet. Whatever, whatever makes human life easier is somehow now uh, switched to the position of the controller. So maybe we need to get off the idea that, you know, need satisfaction is the same thing as control. And then maybe the landscape would become a little bit clearer for us. Yeah, when we uh, when people conflate political power with economic power, it, it definitely uh, expands political power of the people who would use it for uh, purposes other than protecting your rights. And it, um, and it definitely diminishes the economic power of the individual or of the, uh, you know, corporation, the group of individuals that are trying to accomplish something, produce and trade. So uh, conflating the two, it always is bad news because it's a denial of existence. It's a, it's a denial of what's true. The truth is there is a very important difference between economic so-called power and political power, which is very physical and very real. Um, I mean, uh, it's, it, this is a, we were definitely seeing philosophy take its toll. Um, we've got uh, in the super chat, Daniel Krauss, I don't know if you guys read it while I was gone. Um, he said, it's similar to the argument used against big oil back in the days. They used it even on one interview with Ayn Rand. And I, 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 maybe he's referring to Phil Donahue. 
Um, but yeah, people that act like these oil companies are just here taking advantage of us if, when they're not, you know, de destroying the earth. They're basically sucking the life out of us. Everything around us, all this technology we use relies upon fossil fuels, whether it's oil or, 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 or what have you. And um, we're only able to have the leisure to sit here and and debate the topic because of these oil companies. That is people who who are looking at the raw pardon my language, shitty earth and saying, I'm going to produce something valuable with this. I'm going to make something, suck something out of this ground that makes life better for me and my friends. So. Yeah. But so um, you, so you and I see, see these great human opportunities where these new technologies are opening up avenues uh, and worlds for people that didn't exist before. And the, the negativists and the nihilists see it as, as opening up more dependencies and opening up more power structures that now control our lives, as opposed to the actual relationship with these technologies, which is they're enabling us to control our lives so much more. Um, so, I mean, how do we how do we change the messaging in such a way as to get people off the pastoral view of the world and into the pro-industrial, uh, techno technological information age is good. It doesn't make us weaker. It makes us stronger uh, orientation. Good question. Well, that's all the time we have. I'm joking. I'll try <laughs> to answer it. Um, I mean, if we could find a way to relate it to people's values, like relate it to people, like show them, hey, you know how when you create something, when you're excited about a project, when, when you want to do something, it's yours. And the worst thing is for someone to interfere with that. And then once you create something, whether it's writing a paper for homework for school and handing it in, or whether it's a business venture or building a model airplane, whatever it is that's uh, creating a video game, whatever it is that someone uh, that someone can relate to, you show them like when you look at Silicon Valley or any other industry, it starts with an individual or a, a, a handful of individuals bringing up something up from the ground. Definitely art. You can use an artist to sort of demonstrate this. See an artist, he creates something. It's similar when a technology is developed and, and sure, once the, the businesses get very big, they often, uh, you might see them behaving in a way that doesn't, you don't really see um, the benefit to that. But if you start to, well, for, well, a couple points. First, you need to completely divorce these businesses from the government. So don't regulate them, but also don't subsidize them. So then there's, there's no room for political corruption as far as these businesses go. But also what they choose to do when they get to that level you, we may or may not agree with, look, Google could start charging tomorrow and, and we're all used to using Google and suddenly we're getting charged a dollar a month and, or a dollar a day and, and we find it upsetting, but we need to recognize that to interfere with Google's right to make that decision, it completely um, overthrows the, um, the concept of property rights. It completely uh, uh, bastardizes everything and ruins everything. And, uh, you know, liberty and principles are not only for when it's convenient. We need to absolutely stick to these principles um, in order for to enjoy any of the benefits that they bring. Yeah. So let's just say uh, need satisfaction is not power over your life. Nobody has power over you because a need is satisfied. In fact, it's giving you more power over your life and moral agency. Absolutely. I, de and I, I declare it. You declare it and I concur. I mean, and as I pointed out on the show uh, the other day, 
I've, I keep, I, I've heard everybody talk about how big tech is like choosing our, our presidents. You know, they're just manipulating us so we can't vote against Repu- or we can't vote Republican. We can only vote Democrat. But now I'm hearing people say that that the Republican president, uh, you know, nominee actually won. But it was the vote counters who cheated. Right. There was voter fraud, I'm hearing. So big tech failed. Big tech was supposed to uh, make it so everyone would vote Democrat, but they couldn't even do that. So we're so afraid of these these big tech companies that according to every, you know, a lot of these people I'm hearing, they couldn't even, uh, they couldn't even get Biden elected legitimately. Um, anyway, uh, this is a, this is a, a, an excellent topic. I'm glad I was able to make it back here just in time. Thank you. Uh, the super chatter. Thank everyone in the chat room and everyone watching today and in the future. Uh, Mary Aline, by the way, I at, at actually ended up, um, on a zoom call with her and a few other people. Uh, the other day, and I mentioned to her, we're, we're naming a hallway at the Ayn Rand Center UK after her for all of her generous contributions. She's like one of our, you know, major, like, uh, you know, benefactor contributors for all of the super chats that she's contributed. So uh, the Marialene hallway is going to be, um, you know, dedicated in the near future. We're, we're very thankful for that. And if any of you want a hallway named after you, well, you know what to do, use that super chat and remember everybody, uh, coming up in a, uh, roughly 30 minutes at the bottom of this hour, Douglas Murray, that's a, that's a big name. Listen, I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm not exactly a uh, star effer, but Douglas Murray, now that guy, whew, that's exciting. And he's gonna be talking to Craig Biddle, who is a very well-spoken objectivist. So I'm certainly excited uh, and so should you be. So make sure you catch that everybody. Um, Mark, thank you for holding this down. You stepped to the occasion. And that is, uh, that is what winners are made of. Uh, special thanks to Lord Emperor Razi behind the scenes for stepping to the occasion as well. Razi stepped in. He stepped in. You stepped up to the occasion. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> okay. and Mr. Uh, what, what, was, what is your cat's name again? If you can... Oh, this is Cody. Yeah, he just does what he wants. Sorry. Thank you, Cody. I mean, believe me, our views are going up because of the cat. Trust me. I know these things. And, uh, and thank you, Google. Thank you, Google, who made this all possible. And thank you, Zoom, even though you kind of, uh, I'm a little bit annoyed right now with Zoom, but even so, thank you, Zoom, for everything you do. And thank you all again, and see you back here tomorrow for the Daily Objective. Goodbye. Peace.